All right, the Triangle Podcast. Of course, Couch Guy Sports on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Well, where else can you find podcasts? Google. Pretty uh, much, pretty much anywhere in the world. Just Google us. Literally, Google us, and all the options will come up. So we'll be there anyway. Uh, Big Al, that was him over there. Jared Skelly here. Uh, Leo behind the glass. We're talking your third place. Yes, still third place, Boston Red Sox. Um, it is all-star break. It is the worst time of year out where there's absolutely no sports going on whatsoever. Dude, uh, the, just the all-star break, the fact that there's, you know, four or five days without baseball, especially when basketball and hockey and everything's over, it's just brutal. Like, what is there to do? I don't have a life. I watched the World Cup, Women's World Cup. That's about it. Uh, yep, I mean, congrats. Congrats to the United States. Congrats to the U.S. Way to go back to back and shove it in the face of our own president. Typical Americans, I love it. But uh, before we go on, can I just say how much I fell more in love with Alex Morgan? Oh my day. gosh! Every day, I would love oh to watch you play softball. It'd be great. Oh my uh, goodness! So that kind of appeased my time. We're gonna get into the All Star Game and the shenanigans that surrounded the Derby. I want to talk. I want to get Al's thoughts because this is Al's and I, you know, first podcast affairs together. So it's our first summer together. So I don't know his take on the All Star Game, the Derby, and where baseball's going. So I want to get the worst or best out of him, depending on. Things. Oh, you're, you're going to get the worst. You're going to hate me by the end of the night. So we'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll save that for a little later in the show. I want to talk Red Sox first, because this is a Red Sox podcast. Uh, again, on couchguysports.com. Go check it out. Good written content as well. Red Sox, third place. Going into the all-star break. Al, just before we get into, I want to talk about Evaldi. And then the Red Sox did come out and say they're looking for a starter. That's it. That's well, that's per reports. Yep. What do they need in the second half? The unofficial quote unquote second half of the baseball season. What do they need the most of the Red Sox? Not help wise, like pitching, but like, what do they need to do to figure this out? Right. The ship, because we, we know this team's meant we've, we've talked about it, but what do they need to do to turn it around make exciting baseball happen again and push, make a push to the playoffs. <clears throat> I think the first thing you have to do is you have to get quality starts out of Chris sale and Rick Porcello. I mean, those have been two guys that you're depending on for a playoff run. I mean, yeah, a guy like David Price has been great. He's been consistent all year. He's given the Red Sox deep starts, and he's been their best pitcher by far. Chris Sale has given you three wins and a 5 something ERA. Rick Porcello, the same thing. So it's like when you have a guy like Sale that's supposed to be a Cy Young candidate every year and a guy like Porcello that on some teams could be even a two, depending on what team he's on, and he's a three or four for the Red Sox. You have to get better second halves from them. You have to get a better second half from Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts is not the Mookie Betts of 2018. And he needs to get going because when he gets going, this offense gets going. Consistency in the second half. I heard the there was an interview Alex Cora was doing um, around the All-Star Games festivities because we know he's managing. Um, and they asked someone asked him that blanket question, what do you need more of? And he, he said he found his lineup with Devers hitting second. He's happy with that. He likes that lineup. I'm all for it because nothing else has worked and it's working. So whatever. Um, but he said, you know, Xander Bogarts needs to keep having the year he's having, but Mookie Betts needs to figure it out. I kind of wish he went a little deeper. I know it's the all-star game. I know it's the festivities. And he's not going to kind of smear his own player at the all-star game. But why haven't we heard more from Cora about an underperforming Mookie Betts? Like last year, we praised Alex Cora for – him being the straight up guy, he's he's gonna say how it is, blah blah blah. He he said some stuff, but he hasn't really come out and like called Mookie Betts out. I think at this point, that might be what Mookie Betts needs. Someone to just come in and just go, you know what, Mookie has not been what we expected. Uh, we love Mookie Betts, he's our guy, like we want him here a lot. Like that, that's it. He won the MVP last year for a reason. 
but he hasn't been that player yet. And that's that's the biggest thing we need coming in the second half. Why not do but, that? But Cor- just because Cor- Cora's not that type of manager. He's not that type of manager that's going to call out players left and right. Sure, he's had his instances. I think he called out Eduardo Rodriguez last season. But normally, is the type of guy that's going to keep stuff in-house. He's not going to blame anybody publicly. He's just going to say, we have to do better as a whole. He's not going to be specific, and he's not going to call a guy out here, you know, every single time he has what a bad he outing. Needs or, it? What if he needs it? If he needs it, then fine. Then do it. But if he doesn't need it, and he's, you know, just a humble, low-key kind of guy, then he just has to figure it out on his own. Or maybe go to the J.D. Martinez School of Hitting again. Because J.D. Martinez has about 5,000 tools that you can use to improve your swing. I wish I had that. Love the JD Martinez school of hitting. It's a beautiful place. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's gorgeous. I mean, that swing of his is just you walk beautiful. into that you walk into JD Martinez's school and I can just picture just baseball bats are the entire walls. Like that's what the building's made out of. Just baseball bats with like flat screens plugged in on the walls. And just like every screen is a different part of your swing. Like you take one swing and you just analyze it two thousand different ways. Just all over but, but why would you step foot in there? You're a PO. Uh, <laughs> there. doesn't mean I, I can't go into the school hitting and learn a few things there's a there's a secret code there jared you have to uh get the code to go in isn't only there, hitters is, can go isn't in there that. a wiffle ball room too can we get a wiffle ball room because if, the- if it's wiffle ball then you have a better chance of getting in there let's just put it lightly thank you thank you i, I belong in there one way or the other but it's okay <laughs> Uh, I want to go to the Dustin Pedroia school of pitching because that dude figured some stuff out too. Now uh, that now that I can agree <laughs> with you on. Imagine if Pedroia was like a pitching coach like in five years. He's like the pitching coach of like the Diamondbacks or something. And we're like, why the hell didn't we have this guy as our pitching coach? Well, he did. Some bench. Um, <laughs> uh, not retiring yet, whatever that means. But Red Sox themselves. Okay, we know what they need. They need consistency from Porcello. They need consistency from Mookie Betts. Uh, all these guys who have underperformed. But my, my thought is now we sit here and we've talked about this. They need the bullpen help and they really need, now they need another starter because the Red Sox, as of last week, announced that Nathan Evaldi is going to be their closer when he comes back from his surgery and, and bone ligaments and whatever it may be. Al, do you agree with this? Let's start there. Before we even go about what they can do. Otherwise, do you agree with the fact that Nathan Evaldi, you have one, you need, you need help both places. You need a starter and you need relief help. Nathan Evaldi, is supposedly going to be your closer. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. 100% okay with that. Ugh. I hate to agree with you. And it also means I agree with good old friend Nick Qualley, who I hate agreeing with. Because at this point, you need more help in the bullpen. And it's going to be easier to go get a starter at the deadline. Yep. And you're going to need a starter pass next year because Rick Porcell is going out that door. Yep. The only reason I say it, Jared, because I have one question for you. Who else can do it besides Brandon Workman? Maybe. Ryan Brazier? No. no. Matt Barnes? No. I saw an article today questioning if Heath Hembree could do it. I almost puked a little. Um, I just puked a little bit in my mouth thinking that. Thank and, you. and I think that's where we're at. Like, that's what we're looking into. Is Heath Hembree being closer of the defending champion Boston Red Sox? Like, no. Um, excuse Thanks. me. I, I got to go throw up for a second. Jared, uh, talk for a second. I'll I got to go throw up. I'll hang out with Leo. He's actually going away. He actually just walked away. It is, it is fake. Puking. He lost Al. He lost Al. He went to puke. Okay, I'm back. I'm done you puking. You feeling any better? Uh, no, I still hate this Red Sox bullpen so much. Okay, well, hopefully your stomach feels a little better. Uh, uh, not really. Take a Pepto. You'll be good. Um, 
Nathan Evaldi is really the only option because they're not, they are, we already know that Dombrowski's not going to go get bullpen help. He doesn't do that. He doesn't trade for a big name arms. He could have last year and helped the bullpen didn't rely on their starters. He's going to trade for a starter. We know that now, right? The report came out that the Red Sox are looking to trade for a starting pitcher. And you know what, Al, if Nathan Evaldi is going to be your bullpen guy, that's fine. But now you're locking Nathan Evaldi of being your bullpen guy in like forever, like long-term. Because if you go get a starter, then he's not coming out of the bullpen this year. Whether you want Nathan Navalli to start next year, the year after, whatever it may be, he's not coming out of the bullpen the rest of this year. You ha- you're locking him into that role, good or bad, because if you're trading for a starter, that means you're, you're solidifying the fact that you need him in the bullpen more, and that's not going to change because we know nothing internally is coming this year, and he's not going to trade for a starter and a relief pitcher. It's just not going to happen. Right, but also think about this too, and I credit Steve Peralt from the Section 10 podcast for this, which is my favorite non-Couch Guy podcast to listen to, but Peralt said it perfectly, and I agreed with him. If you have Yavaldi out there and you give him an inning here, an inning there, you're building his workload back up, so that way when he does become a starter again, because he's probably going to be a starter again unless he's lights out as a closer, more than likely he's going to be back in the rotation, and then he'll build his arm strength up so that way in the months of August and, and September, he can help the Red Sox potentially go on a run to get back into wild card no, but contention. Then, but, then, but then who closes if that happens? If he gets his arm no, strength I, back and he's good in the bullpen, who's, why would you take him out of the closing role? No, I know. I see what you mean. But the thing is, is like, you're not, why are you going to pay a guy? And obviously we know the Red Sox weren't doing this to begin with. Why are you going give to a, a, give a guy $17 million to be a closer? You don't see that I mean, unless it's like I don't, think you were, I don't think you were expecting your starting pitching to suck this badly either. You weren't going to pay Chris Sale and expect this. Yeah, and nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how bad the starters have been. Everybody just goes immediately to the bullpen, and we've done it too on this podcast. We've gone immediately to the bullpen, but we really haven't dissected the starters. Well, and you know how much I love Chris Sale. Well, the reason why we haven't is because the bullpen's been the constant shit storm that it is. The yes. starters have been up and down, and we can still give David Price's credit. You know, Erod's been consistently okay. Um, the yeah. problem is, like, you put Stephen Wright in the bullpen. He can't pitch in the playoffs, so why are you going to rely on that guy now? Right, he whether he's good or bad, he can't pitch in the playoffs. Not relevant because he popped his PEDs to make his knuckleball better. However, that is absolutely idiot. Um, and then you have Nathan Navaldi. If you put him in the bullpen, fine. I don't, if he's lights out, I'm cool with paying the dude 17 mil for the rest of the year if he's going to be closing down games. How many blown saves do the Red Sox have this year, Alex? 16, 17. They lead the league. Cut that. They, in half. I, I think they're second in the league behind the Mets. I think Cut the Mets. Cut yep. that in half, and you are right in the division race. If you cut it in half, so I think they have 16. You cut it in half, exactly. Jared, they're one game out of the American League East. They're nine That's games behind right. the Yankees right now. They're one game out if you cut that just in half. If and you cut it in a quarter, you're you're five games out, which is feasible to do. And you're at least in the wild card spot. You're like in a wild card spot comfortably. Like yes. That's the difference between you choking away games because you wouldn't pay a closer now to – now dealing what you're dealing with. So I get the Nathan Evaldi move. It's a panic move because they have no other option now. They really don't. 100% of panic they have No other move. But now it's, they're locked into him, especially if they're going to go get a starter, hopefully a good one. They're locked into him this year. I also wouldn't be surprised, Al, if he's your future closer moving forward. Because if he comes in, Al, and does well, and he's only he's paying – say you're paying him $17 million a year, right? If he does well, though, I think they're banking on it. Because, I mean, look at Palpable. Great example. Right, couldn't really stay on the field as a starter, but then he became a dominant closer because you could just let him come in and throw and hurl gas. Avaldi has the stones to be a closer. 
It's just a matter of if he can hold up and if they want him to be a closer. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they're waiting for it to happen. They're trading for a starter to basically replace Rick Porcello like they hoped he would because they signed Nivaldi to replace Porcello. You know that. But if now he's going to be your closer, they need another starter to do that. Liam, I need you to come in here for a second. Liam, I need you right now. What's up, Al? Bring in Liam. Liam? We're, you and me here, babe. I, me. I, 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 Liam, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Jared Scally is on to something. I cannot believe I'm admitting this on our actual podcast, but Jared Scally is convincing me more that Nathan Ivaldi should be the closer of this team. Uh, I'm I'm stunned. I am genuinely baffled that Jared Scally has no, it doesn't. And Jared has put me in this position. Jared, you keep going. You're, you're on a roll. I, I have nothing to say. You keep going. <laughs> but does, Leo, I'll ask you because you're you're still you're still hot. Does this? Makes sense. Like, doesn't it make sense? Seem like the Red Sox kind of want Evaldi just to be their guy long term. I mean, if you back us to do a corner and say, "What are you gonna do right now?" It's none of the current guys. So, if we have to look to Evaldi, yeah, I I think it's the right move. I think, like you said, it's gonna be easier to get a starter at the deadline. Um, we're gonna have to pay an arm and a leg for a legit closer. Uh, so we might as well just put one of our better arms in the situation. Why not? Because Al and Liam, it makes sense, right? Because, because the stars have been so bad, but they've, they've shown some consistency enough that even with the, how bad the stars have been, you've had that many opportunities to win games and blow them, right? 16 blown saves. Al just brought up a number. You've had that many opportunities. With I mean, the that's stars the season. The, yeah, that's the season. So if you keep the stars exactly the way they are, bring in one to replace Evaldi for not coming back to the rotation, and then you go in and move Evaldi down the road, that's whatever, because now you don't have to worry about Matt Barnes, Frazier, Frazier, uh, any of them. You don't have to remember, you don't have to think of any of them being out for the eighth or ninth inning because now Valdi slides them all back. And the worst case is you have like Matt Barnes, Frazier, those guys pitching the eight, which is what they should be doing. There's one name and one name only that I would love to see the Red Sox get at the trade deadline as a starter. I'll give you both one guess as Kobe to who Ellsbury. I'm picking. Starting pitcher. I know. Um, Hope he can pitch, whatever. Um, no, I mean I know who I want, but I know it's not realistic. Is Madison Baumgartner? Yeah, that that's that's not going to happen. D- didn't you see that? Like, I think it was like a month ago. There's there was a report that came out that he specifically said he didn't want to go to like uh, contender teams or something like that. He had like the Red Sox and the Yankees as top two. Is I don't want to go there. <laughs> Soft. Yes, absolutely. All right, so your guess is out, Liam. Jokingly, Clay Buckholds, but. Ew. <laughs> Don't mention that name on this podcast. Oh my god. Yeah, that, that name is that uh oh oh. god. I might I might have to go throw up again. Sheesh. Um, but no, I think no. I think we need a uh, solid veteran. I don't I don't think uh we have to throw out a lot of cash for a young guy that's gonna develop. I think I, I don't have a name at the top of my head, but I think we need a veteran who's been around the block. Oh, I, I got a name for both of you, and you both are gonna say, What the hell are you thinking? The name that I'm gonna throw out there for both of you, Marcus Stroman. Oh, I would absolutely love that, actually. Marcus Stroman, think about it. He's an, all-star. He's an all-star this year. He's pitched in the AL East. He can handle a big market, especially with his know. personality. How old is he? I'll check right now. Please hold. You keep talking. Make your point. I'll talk. I'll but, the, but the thing is, right, with Stroman, 
like I said, he's pitching the American League East. Has the temperament to do it. Was an all-star this year. And you know what? He's a right-handed starter. Balances out your rotation a little bit more in a lefty-heavy rotation. Why not try to go get him? He's, he's wasting his time in Toronto. Toronto's going to be rebuilding. And Toronto's going to want to get rid of him to get his money off the books. So why not go make a bid at him? Because otherwise, he might end up with the Yankees. Because guess what? The Yankees need starting pitching too. Marcus Stroman, age 28, from hails from Duke University. Drafted 22nd overall in 2012. He is on the last year of his contract. Well, I guess not really, because next year he has an arbitration year, arbitration four. So, um, but he's making 7.4 this year. And then 2020, he's, it's an arbitration year for him. So you could potentially, even if you want to, Al, if you brought in Strowman, sign him long-term, right? I, I mean, what what is the harm at this point? Like you said, he's in the last year of his deal. What is the harm in trying to go get him for, you know, a big postseason run? If you had a rotation of, Price, and yes, I'm putting David Price one because he's deserved to be the number one this year by far, no question. Mm -hmm. Price, Sale, Stroman, Sal Rodriguez. That's doable. That's that's You just got a lot better. That makes it very more convincing for me and okay to have Evaldi in the back end. And I think it's it's not even like – it's a name like that. that, And I'm down. You're selling me on Stroman. I love it. Stroman is a guy that makes the Evaldi move okay. Because you're not just bringing – I don't want to just bring any anybody at all into this, right? Any starter at all that isn't great. I don't want to do that. And I'm also with Liam where I don't want to just bring in some 21-year-old fresh out of turning the drinking age and being able to pound beers all day. Like, I don't want that kid. He's not ready to pitch in the big leagues in Boston. No, I want a guy like Stroman. I want a guy who's been around the block who can come in, become the second, third starter in rotation that wants to make a push, bring this team back to glory, and – get somebody on a duck boat for back-to-back years. Like that, that is what I need from a starting pitcher and Stroman does fit that bill. So I'm okay with that. Bravo. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I I like to think I have my points every now and again, because you have to think of it this way too. Last year. Okay. Let's look at the Yankees. Who did the Yankees add at the deadline to try to help them? J.A. Happ. Where did J.A. Happ pitch before with the Toronto Blue Jays? The point I'm trying to make is, is that teams will trade within their own division. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the NHL. Okay. Or even the NFL where, you know, you're making trades. They try to stay away from the division. Teams will trade within their own division. So, you know what? If you can get Stroman at the right price, why the hell not? I love it. Stroman. Stroman works for me. And honestly, he's probably looking for a four-year contract. If it makes sense, maybe you re-sign him. And maybe let Eduardo Rodriguez go. Steven Wright can go go away and play with his steroids somewhere else. Like, there needs to be some retooling here after this year because – we know there's contracts up. We know that um, this team can't stick together forever. That's why we, we even said this at the beginning of the year, Al, this was the best chance for them to repeat. This was yeah. the best chance for this group to win another one was back-to-back because of all the contracts you have coming up, um, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, and those guys too. So maybe you do go you go all in. I'm not forth selling unless after the, de- after the All-Star break because, Al, after the All-Star break, you have a, you have a schedule. Uh, you come out yeah. and play the Dodgers at home. Yeah. Right. But defending champ, uh, defending matchup against from the World Series re- rematch. Um, and then you play the Blue Jays and Orioles. Great. You'll beat them. And then you have 14 games where you're only playing the Yankees and the Rays. That's it. Oh, wow. Like, so, week, two weeks. You're playing the Rays and the Yankees. That's it. So, what um, was funny was is I looked that up earlier and I was talking with my dad about it before. 
uh, earlier today, and we thought it was just 10 because I couldn't see the rest of their schedule. But 14 it games. To, it goes to like August 4th. It goes into oh August. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so here's my thing, Jared, and I'm gonna ask, I'll ask you and Liam this. Who do you think is the more important series to win against, the Rays or the Yankees? Rays. I'm, I'm done with the Yankees. Good. I'm done Good. with the Yankees. Good. Okay, we're, I'm in, we're in agreement there. Liam, you on the same boat? I agree with, yeah, Rays. We got to beat the uh, current competition. Think about the I Yankees mean, later. You're only two and a half out against the Rays, so why not go catch them? And then if you surpass them by a decent margin, then you can maybe think, hopefully, like by September, okay, get to where you're maybe four out and you got a shot. Baby Guys. steps. Moonshot alert, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is just on a tear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. He's at 23 with about 45 seconds left. Like, I'm already sweating buckets because it's hot out. He's making me even hotter. 24. This, this dude is nuts. so. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, no, I am there. It doesn't – yeah, I, I, I honestly, I lost my train of thought because of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So – now let's just move on to the all-star game because that's the link what we need to talk about. So with the all-star game comes the home run derby. And with the home run derby comes the pomp and circumstance. Like we said, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Just being stupidly powerful. Now um, I want to ask you a general statement. What do you care about more? The home run derby or the all-star game itself? Neither. Neither. neither, neither. I don't care for either one, to be honest with you. The home run derby, it, the home run derby, it's just a ticket seller. It's guys that are showing off their power. Yeah, it's cool to watch them, you know, like it's cool to watch like Vlad Guerrero Jr. go off. That's cool. But like over the past few years with all the rules changes and everything, I was saying this literally with my family before we started recording. I liked it better in the old days when it was you had 10 outs and you had to hit until you got 10 outs. I liked it that way with this new format of like, oh. Four, so f- four or five minutes. I could be wrong. Listen, I am open to interpretation. I liked it the old school way. And you know what? With the all-star game, you know what's funny? I talked about this again with my family because I talk all-time baseball with them. What was the one year I said that I thought there was the best talent that we ever saw in an all-star game in both leagues? 99. Damn right. So you got that right away. Good job, Jared. But yeah, 99. Whoa, 99 was insane. No, it was. And that's the thing. I think years like 99 and such ruined it for me. Granted, I was only like six years old, but still it ruined it for me because I saw so much talent on TV and just so much firepower on both sides. It's like now it's like, yeah, there's a lot of really good players in this league, but I don't know. I just don't care for it much. I like the regular season the playoffs so much better. It's a nice distraction, but just get me to the second half of the season. These things, especially the Derby, are always going to get ratings because there's nothing else going on. Like this is this is correct. That's, it. That, that, that's all that's happening. Um, even then, though, the All Star Game does not get much. I don't think no. One, I don't think anyone really watches the All Star Game because think about it this way: Al, who's going to? No one really sits down and watches their own team play anymore. Never mind an All Star Game. Fair. So I don't think that is going to matter. But I think the Home Run Derby one the the change of format was great, and I'll, I'll say this every time: being able to having the ability to have walk off home runs because of the timer is amazing. Um, that, that's the best part about it. But I think baseball's failing with the home run derby because this is a showcase. This is the one night where everyone turns on at 8 o'clock, wants to watch the home run derby, where everyone's mic'd up, the personalities can come out, and they can really market their stars, right? And that's what the NBA is so good at. 
to talk about another sport for a second because the NBA markets their stars. They know how to get out in front of it and they know how to, the personalities kind of flourish. Now, the NBA free agency is all we can talk about and it's the, literally the offseason of basketball. And all we can talk about is where are guys going to announce where they're playing. Kawhi Leonard has con- complete control over where he's going and then got Paul George to be able to get traded out of nowhere. Just so that was, I know this isn't, I know this is an NBA podcast. I know we have into the rafters, but that was so great. That was so like, fun. That was nuts. Right. But that's the thing is the NBA has that attention. NBA has all of us by the balls. Really. They're just going to grab us and hold on to us and not let go because they know we don't want them to let go. Not that's wrong. what the NBA has right now. Baseball is just sitting in a corner somewhere in a distant, distant room, not even in the same room as us right now. It's playing in the sandbox. It's right playing now. in the sandbox out in the backyard. hundred percent. Completely agree. Baseball and Vladimir Guerrero hit 30 home runs in a round. Or 29. 20, 29. Most 29. in, uh, most in the Not semifinal so. round in MLB home run derby history. Dude, is just insane. Um, the fact is that baseball has this stage. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a case of what they should be doing. This dude is the future of the league. He's going to be the face of the league forever. And everyone knew his name before because one, his dad, obviously, but he's a star that you can market and get behind. He should be doing this night. And he all right away said, I want to do the home run derby. I'm here for that. That's awesome. No one really does that anymore. Mike Trout should be doing the home run derby. He doesn't. Bryce Harper should be doing this. Only did it because it was in D.C. Like, it doesn't make sense that stars are shying away from it. And baseball is losing out because stars are not doing this. I don't care about Jock Peterson. I don't care about Jock Peterson. I want big-name ball, ball hitters to get up there and just be out. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa is a perfect example. I know they run steroids, but that year, like – they were game's biggest stars and they were doing the home run derby. That's what's good for baseball. And baseball has this opportunity with this platform right now where no one else is in existence, but baseball to market themselves and they can't even do it. Right. Can you stop like trying to convince me of everything? Cause it's kind of working. Jesus Christ. Sorry, but Holy crap. You're on, you're on a roll tonight, but you know what? I see what you mean with the marketing and everything. I mean, even now, like as we're wa- as we're recording, we have the home run derby. I have the home run derby in my background, and it's just fun watching guys hit the ball out of the ballpark and stuff. I'm not denying that, but it's just me personally. Like I said, I would just rather see the games, you know. And obviously, because Jared, you and I are big, and Liam too, you know, we're all big Red Sox fans. We like to watch the Red Sox play. But again, Jared, you made a very good point of that. Some people don't even like to watch their own teams, so it's really sad to see that the MLB market is slowly dwindling down. I agree with you that games are better, but that's, that's a minority feeling, right? Because yes. the home run derby is where all the general baseball fans can tune in for a night and want to watch this. I, I will still sit down and watch the home run derby and so will a lot of people, but tomorrow night, the game's on, but no one's going to sit down and watch it because it's a baseball game. It takes too long. So the, the ability to get some people out in front of this now and market them guys, because, Everyday baseball fans don't even know who Jock Peterson is. I can promise you that. So it, it turns into some people don't, might not even know who Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is. And that's sad because people know who Vladimir Guerrero is. So <laughs> that's the point is people just don't know who the stars are because MLB is not putting them out there enough. And then the one night that you can kind of flaunt the stars that you do have, half of them don't want to do it because they think it's a waste of their time because you haven't incentivized or prompted enough. enough. So that's all I'm at. I just don't think that baseball is doing enough to make this sport big enough. 
baseball's dying as much as I don't want to admit it. And I love baseball. You love baseball. You coach it. I still think baseball has a problem and they just need to address it. And that's where I, I, they're going to a strike. They're going to be locked out after this is over. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 2021. Right. Um, yeah. The, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're right on right there. I think they need it. They need, they need a slap in the face and to figure some things out. And if that means we miss a half a season of baseball or a season of baseball for it to figure it out, it might need it. I think the thing too, that I forgot to tell you guys is that every year in my summer league that I play in, there's two dates that I always miss the biggest events of the night. And that's the NBA draft. I always miss the beginning of the NBA draft because we always play that Thursday and we always play the Monday of the home run derby happens every single year, every year. And I just, I don't get to come home and enjoy it and whatever. And it's just like, well, not going to be able to watch that. So maybe that's part of my, uh, part of the reason for my opinion on the matter, but you know, you've convinced me of several things tonight. Maybe you can convince me it's better even after the podcast ends. I can convince you after the podcast ends. Have a good time. Probably can. Probably can. All right. Any final thoughts, big out for the crowd? Second half Red Sox, because next week there'll be games again by the time we come back to this. For the love of God, beat the Rays and the Yankees, please. Stop beating just crappy teams. And bullpen. Actually, no. Whole pitching staff. Wake the hell up, please. We need you for the second half to have any shot of going back to the playoffs and slightly having a chance of repeating. We need a real closer. Oh. A real closer. And Looking at you, Evaldi. Hopefully, Evaldi can be it, because I think at this point, they're riding or dying with Evaldi, and it's uh, it's going to be kind of crazy. But we'll, we'll watch it. We'll monitor it. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Into the Triangle, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. Um, you can literally Google us. It will come up. Uh, CouchGuysSports.com. Check out the merch store. If you Google's Al Nam, eh, don't, don't, maybe don't do that. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't want to work on the SEO. Yeah, we're working on the organic stuff <laughs> to get them out of the top searches. But – um, Google, <laughs> Liam, you're going to get a picture of an angel with a beautiful voice coming out if you Google Liam Smith. So do Spot that. on. <laughs> Thank you, alt text. Check out all the writing on the website, too. We do have some great writers that are putting out a lot of content on the website, including Al himself. Uh, we'll leave it there. In the Triangle Podcast, Coach Guys Sports. Check out the website, check out the podcast, social media, everything. We'll be back next week. Go, go Sox.